Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We are Cavan Podcast. Because Cavan's not just a place, it's a people. Very happy new year, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of the McAvoy Super Value GA Podcast brought to you by We Are Cavan. We're going to be talking about the Gales Miners uh, Ulster final defeat. Um, and catch up with the Gales manager Ed O'Hanlon and we'll also be having an exclusive in-depth interview with the Cavan Ladies Senior Football Manager um, Mickey O'Rourke, Aideen Coyle spoke with him so that's all to come but before we get into stuff Paul Fitzpatrick from the anglo Celt joins me Paul, how was your Christmas? Yeah, it was nice Damien, yeah um, didn't go too mad for a change I usually do death shackles off a bit of Christmas but I didn't go too mad this year now so uh, yeah, it was nice very nice. Nothing, nothing too too wild. It's debatable. Did you go too mad or not? Because I'm sorry. It's all, it's all relative. Like It is all relative. It's all relative what you would call mad or what I'd call mad or what you have done in the past to be mad and what is now less mad. But I'm, 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 I'm going to call you to task on this. And I've been deliberately waiting until we do this podcast to call you to task. Get the darts talk off the WhatsApp group. Darts is not a sport. It's not even worth talking about. What are, you, what are you doing? How did you get caught in this trap? I thought you knew better. Yeah, look, darts isn't a sport. Okay, let's let's make that clear from the start. And and anyone who thinks it is, just flat out, you're wrong. It's not it's not a sport. It's a pub game. And it's how a- do you? I I made this argument very well. It's the first time I've I've managed to quell Eddie's fire a little bit on the darts thing when we were out for for piss up at Christmas, and I made the argument that how do you elevate a pub game? to the world stage you make the world's biggest and best pub and that's yeah. what they have done in Ali Pali they're encouraging boisterous drunken pub behaviour you know they're playing loud music they're te- they want everyone to get locked and, and just go mad and, and a whole lot of stupid signs and all that so they've just they've actually they haven't tried to move it away from the from the it's pub game origins they've actually embraced that and they've turned it into a massive piece of entertainment but I have to say now I sat down and watched um Brendan Dolan the other evening. I can't remember who who played. Was uh, can't remember who it was in it, but I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. I have to say, I really enjoyed it. Now, the thing with, with this Littler guy, I'm really intrigued by this because obviously, explain always... who Littler is again. I completely switched off it. Nothing to do with it. Don't want to know about it. But tell yeah. me, Littler. I was like, I was kind of like you for years, but I like throwing darts. I have a dartboard, and uh, myself and Mickey Brennan had had it on. <clears throat> Towards the end of COVID, when you were allowed to call them people, we were we were really having some serious battles on the dartboard. And the amazing thing about, about darts is uh, you'd be surprised how good you can get at it. If you actually practice for like two weeks, you'd be amazed you see, how, how good you can get at it. You see, this is another part of my problem with it. And this is this is where I, I, I have a major problem with it. You have all these guys who call themselves professional darts players, and then a 16-year-old kid comes up and makes the final. I'm sorry. Does that not fly in the face of anything to say that anybody could be on that stage if they really just put in a bit of time and effort? Ah, 
I, I don't doubt the effort they put into it. Like, like when I say when I say you'd be surprised how good you can get at it. Like these lads are phenomenally good at it. Like they're they're they are brilliant. It is, it is difficult. Like the margins are so fine. But this guy Luke Littler, um, he's only 16, 16 and a half or something, and he has got now to the world final. Which is unbelievable. Like he took some scalps early on, and that was a big story that he even took some scalps. And now he's going on, and he's actually seems to be getting better. And like he won his his uh, semi final six two, and he seems to he seems to be just robotic. And he looks a lot older than his years, and he carries himself that bit older as well. Um, and he seems to be sort of bulletproof. He's nerveless in these in these tight games. And this is what's really interesting me now because I think this guy would probably. You'd have to imagine he's going to elevate the game here. Like he's probably going to get get better, and he's probably going to bring the game to a new level. So it goes to show that there is a new level there. It's like well, I see it in handball, and you're watching Paul Brady at his prime, and you think, well, you can't get any better than this. You know, this is this is the best level that you can be, or even the lads before Brady, actually, like say Duxie Walsh or, or Chapman, particularly Chapman in America. You think we're you know, you cannot get any better than this. This is the game being played at its absolute zenith. And then Brady came along and brought it to a new level. So there's always another level you can go to. And this guy here now, like, he doesn't seem to to, to suffer from the jitters. And mm. darts has always been the ultimate tog filler sport. Like, that's one thing I have noticed over whoa, the years. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What did you just call it? <laughs> no, it is. Damien, it is. When it, when it gets tight, you will see these fellas missing easy shots all the time. That's where the drama comes in. If these fellas were able to to hit these doubles with regularity the way they can before it gets tight, it, it wouldn't be anywhere near the spectacle it is. But when it gets tight, you see fellas and they're, they're bending the wire and so on, and they're just not getting them in there. Whereas this guy, guy seems to not suffer from that. So maybe he's going to elevate darts to the next level where you know that it takes that bit of drama out of it, that jitteriness. Uh, that's there in in the latter stages of these big games. So it's it's I I'm intrigued. Like it's, it reminds you of when Wayne Rooney came on the scene. Like you're after saying there, it can't be a real sport. Uh, no, um, no, 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 no. You can't compare. Wayne Rooney, Ray, Wayne Rooney came in and, and it, like immediately started to to dominate Premier League games at 16. So it can be done in real sports. Not dominate. He he, he came in. He came into a very strong. Well, I suppose, look, at he started with Everton and, and, and showed an ability to score goals and then came into a very strong team and continued his ability to score goals. So it, it, I, I, I just don't know. I, I, I think that if you look at it, it's, um, I think it's marketing at its absolute best. Oh, it is. Oh, there's no doubt about that. Like, it's, it's, it's marketed even better than the rugby. And now, <laughs> that's where I was kind of going, how can you hate rugby so much for its marketing and then enjoy this but I, I suppose the, the the entertainment value like I, I was in a bar the other night and uh, what what night was Liverpool playing Newcastle and it was on Sky Sports and obviously the, the, the bar only had one Sky Sports so it was okay well the darts are on though we, we can't watch Liverpool I was like oh no this has brought it to another level this is wrong you know I, yeah. I, I'm not, I'm, I, and I'm not even a big Premier League fan or Liverpool fan anymore but you know, the opportunity to watch a real sport. <laughs> <laughs> but the, anyway. the, thing, the thing with Darts is, like, it's a, it's a little bit like the WWE. Like, it is. O- only people believe it. <laughs> like, yeah, it is. Like, if these lads were, were fit, uh, you know, fit athletes and they were, they were 
hugged out properly in classy looking gear and not this sort of gaudy Sort of, these big blouses are the horrendous. Yeah. The, the only other, there's only other two other walks of life for it where you see them. One is lads who work in chippers, like in the Italian chippers. They yeah. wear those big blousy things, and then the other is professional ten pin bowlers. They oh. were they were these big blousy shapeless yokes, and that's what these darts players wear. They, they have the most garish colors, you know, all of that stuff. The big bellies, all of that. That all feeds into it. Because people mm-hmm. only take it half seriously. It's half panto, half sport. Yeah, yeah. And and that's the thing. If if these lads were were like you see in other professional sports, you know, short back and sides, physically trim, giving interviews where they're saying, you know, yeah, I respect this lad. He respects me. It's all about getting over the line. You know, I have no chance, but I'm going to try. You know, if if it was like that. You'd be you'd be removing the whole sort of uh, cartoonish element to it, and that's the the beauty of it. So I have to say I'm enjoying it. I'm never going to think it's a sport, but I am when, enjoying it. When is the final? I don't know. I presume it's in the next couple of days. Right, I'm just curious. Would you would you miss the McKenna Cup open rounder against uh, Derry to watch the final? It's not going that far now. Please tell me. Ah, Jesus, no, no, no. <laughs> I, I, I lost it. I lost like a game, game of football over that. You can you, you you can continue on the podcast, so Paul, you've passed the test just about <laughs> narrowly through the gate. Narrowly, um, obviously, Cavan taking on Derry in the Open Around and McKenna Cup tonight in Kingspan Breath. The throw-in is at seven thirty. There's live commentary on Northern Sound, but more importantly, on we are Cavan will be doing a match day diary. So if you want to listen into that, it'll be over on uh, Patreon.com forward slash We Are Cavan. Um, tomorrow you'll be able to hear what we talked before the game, during the game and after the game and uh, you'll have all the news from the uh, first competitive outing of the year for Raymond Galligan um, most experienced manager in the GA against the least experienced manager in the GA it'll be very it's, bon- it's, it's bonkers from that point of view like, but it, it's go- I, I think there's going to be a big crowd there tonight Damien what, what, are, you, what are we predicting? There'll be a few thousand at that game I'd be very surprised if there's not. It's yeah. it, it's Wednesday well, evening, a couple of days after New Year's. People are just getting back to work. They 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 just want to do something that takes them out and away from the darts. <laughs> yeah, well, like if you long live the McKenna Cup, if you ask me. Every yeah. year we we hear repeated calls for the McKenna Cup to be got rid of, and who actually wants rid of it? Like the only the only way you get you you want rid of the McKenna Cup is something else replaces it as in the first week in January. Mm. That's the only way I wanted. If you're they, they've, to... they've trimmed it back nicely there now. Like it's two games, and if if uh, you might get on further than that, or you might not. I think they've they've cut it back nicely. As Raymond Galligan said himself, he said he's going to. I think the phrase he used was he was going to try some players out um, in the McKenna Cup, which is a higher intensity than challenge games. So that's what it is. So nobody's pretending it's not, it's anything. It's not. Um, yeah. Now. If Cavan were to win it in fine style, I think we probably would get carried away. So we're going to have to <laughs> be wary of that. Re- regardless of what happens in the McKenna Cup, uh, if Cavan win a game with 20 points or lose a game with 20 points, we still have to bear in mind that, that it is the McKenna Cup. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely do. We definitely do. We can't get car- too carried away either end of it. I'm, I, and, and, and not to jump ahead onto the day, I'm a little bit nervous about tonight. If it was just Derry coming down to Cavan, I'd I'd be a little bit nervous. I'm very nervous the fact that it's Mickey Hart. We we've we've got some trobbins of Tyrone teams in the McKenna Cup when Mickey Hart is there. Um no, we also beat them, but I'm I'm a little bit weary. I'm 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 a, sorry, I'm nervous. I am nervous about tonight, I have to admit. 
but we see how yeah. it we beat we beat them once, I think. Uh, yeah, at your friend. Oh, yeah, on the Medellin. Did we? Did we beat them? We did. We beat them again, uh, but that was after Hart. We beat them under Mickey Graham, but they were just back from a team holiday. That's remember? right. Yeah, yeah. We actually hammered them. Yeah, that day we hammered them. Yeah, so. but I mean, again though, you take any win over any Toronto team if you can. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I take a win over a Derry team this uh, this evening if we could. Um, okay. Kevin Gale's minors came up short against the Donegal Champions Four Masters um, in the Ulster Minor Club Final in St Paul's on New Year's Day. Um, do you know what? Going back up to this game, I go back up to St Paul's. I can see why the Gales absolutely love this. They love this competition. They are. They've been in the Ulster Minor Club Final more times than any other club in its history. So, Watty Grahams are in it four times. They won it four times. Uh, Kevin Gales have been in it four, five times now. I've won it once. Um, but they, there is an atmosphere about it. There is something nostalgic about it. Now, maybe it's because I was first going up when I was 17 years of age or 18 years of age. And, um, you know, it, there was a bit of a novelty going to Belfast, coming through the falls and going up into, into the heart of it, kind of. There was something really nostalgic about it, but take the game. It was it was a it was actually an entertaining game because, if I'm being 100 percent honest, four masters were were much the better team overall. Their forwards were exceptional. They had four really good forwards. Um, Kevin Muldoon at centre half forward. I was super impressed with Connor McCahy or McCall at uh, corner forward. Their full forward, Ushin Doherty, was handy enough, fell, and then the lad that came in um, as a wing half forward replacement, number 21, was um, Thomas, Carr, or Thomas Carr, another very good player. But they, they, they knew how to play a ball, and they could play different systems. They could step off kickouts. They could press up on kickouts. They could drop right back 13 players behind the ball. They could, they could press high up the field. They were a really impressive minor team, and not just a minor team, but another 17 team. Um and I, I I think the Gales done really well to stay within three points of them by the end of it. To be fair, yeah, I think that's a fair analysis. I mean, I thought their centre back and their, and captain as well, very impressive athlete. Three. Um, you just knew to look at him that he was he was a really athletic player. Um, and they were in the final of it last year, so they had a lot of experience from that, probably on their management team and and their players. But yeah, they're they're an exceptional team for Masters. But I have to say, um. I didn't realise that stat. That I knew the Gales had been in five finals. I didn't know that was the most finals that, that any team has been in. That's a really impressive stat. And that's a credit to the Gales. Um, and I think that was a great achievement for them to to get to the final again. It was, a, it was a hell of an achievement. Like To to, to win the minor championship was a massive thing for the Gales. Considering mm. like the, they didn't win the minor league, Mullerhorn hadn't lost a game in, in league or championship all year before that minor final. So that was the summit of their ambitions at that stage. So for them to knuckle down again and, and go up to Belfast and get two wins, get to the Ulster final, lose it by three points. Albeit, look, I, th- I do think four masters were were probably more than three points better on the day, but the scoreboard is the scoreboard and, and the Gales were still in that game in injury time, were pressing hard. Um, so I think it's what it's just a tonic the Gales needed, to be honest. They do need fresh blood um, yeah. coming through their senior team. And if they can bring through six or seven of these lads, that's going to regenerate things a lot. Because um, there are six or seven really, really good prospects on that team. Definitely is. Yeah, there definitely is. And and the funny thing was that 
I I don't think that this was the best I've seen this Gales team play. I think they actually played significantly better in the county final against Mullahorn because they could they could deliver kick passes when there was space and runners on the inside line and they were they could run at you. They 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 took pressure and, and responded well. They'd done a lot of that. Sorry, they'd done some of that in, in, in this Ulster final, but they didn't do it as often as they did against Mullahorn. I, I think they played better against Mullahorn than they did against Four Masters. So I think that nerves may have played a part on it because there was opportunities. Cormac Rotty's goal was a, 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 an example of the spaces when Four Masters came out and pressed and went man-to-man and done a high press onto it. Josh Dunn found a beautiful ball in for Cormac Crotty in behind and there was an ocean of space from Dakota. And that situation arose on a number of occasions, but I think certain players who were well capable of kicking out and picking out those passes, they they didn't really have the head up. They were a bit nervous. They were playing within themselves a little bit. So they they probably will come away with a bit of regret that they didn't perform to their maximum. They needed to perform to their maximum to beat that four masters team. And who knows if they went to another level, would four masters have gone to another level? You know, you can you can never tell on it, but it was there was still a lot of glimpses of 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 brilliance in it. I thought that Joshua Shea, who again him and Callum McCree were it was a brilliant brilliant battle. And when Shea got the right type of ball, I think he won his battle. Um, but McCree showed that it had to be perfect ball. It had to be um, the, the 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 passes could only be given in particular areas like he stepped in front an awful lot of the time when uh, Shehu moved into the scoring zone to block out the pass rather than try to fight him for the ball um, he was very clever McCree so it was there was a few real good interesting battles I thought Ben Tully had a very good first half and and when you know Need was greatest he was probably the player that, that looked to step up I was impressed with Mark Anthony or sorry Martin Anthony McDonough um, wing half back Ball skills need a bit of tightening up, but when the game was in the melting pot, he didn't shy away from getting to the ball. He he always wanted to go and be part of it. And I, I thought that that was courageous by him. And again, uh, Doyle at full back, he's, he's a prospect. He's a real prospect there. So there's a lot of players on that, that Gales team that McNamara as well, the, the soccer player um, from, I think he plays with Dundalk or Drogheda. Um and again he had only come in in the Ulster Championship, but again silky on the ball, head up all the time. You know, typical sort of soccer player coming in and playing Gaelic football. But um, there there is a lot of talent there, and the Gales. It's it's a unique experience I think for the Gales team though, because if you think back, okay, I I don't know what the environment was in in ninety one when Mickey Graham and them uh, got to that Ulster final, but in two thousand ninety nine and two thousand. It was expected that the Gales would be in the St. Paul's tournament. They were in it in in ninety eight. They were in it in ninety nine. I think I'm right in saying they were in it in ninety eight, weren't they? I would say so, yeah. I think so. Carl Karate and those guys. Um and then you had ninety nine where they win it. Two thousand they were expected to be in it. Um but this Gales team now going into minor eighteen years next year, so it's on their eighteens for them next year. They're going to have a hell of a battle to come through the Mullahorns and the Kings Courts and those other teams in Cavan. Never mind considering St Paul's tournament. So, it's it's a unique experience for them, maybe. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and I think that um, maybe just maybe we can say that that there are signs of life there in Cavan football that we're we're seeing club clubs and 
you know, at minor level, at junior level, intermediate level, making us the finals. Um, you know, we're not, we're not, we haven't won any of them this year. But sorry, we've won, we we've only won one this year. Yeah. But you know, these all these little things have to be indicators. I think that we have. I think the standard of our club football. I've always thought that is better than we give it credit for. Or, mm. And maybe we're starting to see that that the fruits of that to some extent. But is suppose it's a unique place up there. I, I've kind of gone up there for handball a lot, a couple of times a year. I'd say since I was sixteen or seventeen, myself and Eddie had a had a famous loss again to Belfast at that age. And it is it is a unique place up there. Like it's it's different. It's something that you wouldn't experience as a footballer uh, really anywhere else. So like it it probably brings lads closer together as well. It definitely would have back in the nineties when the troubles is at its height. Like and you know you you, you were really stepping into a, almost a war zone up there. And like yeah. you were talking about ninety one when Mickey Graham and those lads played in that that like that things would have been very bad at that time. Um, I have a friend up there actually who's a member of the St Paul's handball club. And uh, I was in his house one time and he was showing me around with, down the falls and all that stuff. They're, the family was originally from the falls, but they moved a few streets away. But uh, <laughs> I, always, I always remember this. We left the house and he had shown me around a lot of different places. And I said, where's up there? And he was like, I've never been up there. And I, I was like, oh, uh, yeah, well, like, you know, does, does it bring you into town? Or he was like, I honestly don't really know, he said, where it brings you. He said, I just, I never go left when I leave the house. And it would be like, like living opposite the cathedral in Cavan and saying, I've, I've never seen what's on Main Street. Yeah. But yeah. He, he was just up against this loyalist area and he just didn't go there. So that informs the, the mentality up there as well. So they, I always find it a very, a very unique place to go to St. Paul's. Even Gorton Amona is another big handball spot up there, which is, which is on the, around the road, sort of up the hill. And it's not the same because it's not, it's slightly out in the country. Uh, but St. Paul's, Rasa, um, St. John's, you know, they're all backing against each other there. And it, like it is, it's a, it's a mad place, but what, what a competition it is as well. It, like it has produced this competition and now it's been running for 38 or 40 years. And, you know, yeah. it's amazing. Like there was a sort of a campaign at one time to get official recognition for it. Um, cause it still has tournament status. It doesn't have yeah. championship status. But that there, I haven't heard calls for that anymore. I think people have just accepted it is what it is. It's it is viewed as the de facto was the minor club championship, and that's what it is. Although I think the Tyrone team team wasn't in it this year. Is that right? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Well, they had an eighteens championship in Tyrone. Yeah, so maybe yeah, that's I why. That, I think there might have been something about that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Either way, it was it, it was it was a good occasion. Um, and after that, I caught up with Ed O'Hanlon, the Cavan Gales manager. Anybody, Ed O'Hanlon, Kevin Gill's manager, after defeating the Ulster final here, but I suppose if I handed this to you back in January, you'd have taken it. Yeah, yeah, we certainly would. Listen, we're, we're very proud of the lads that they've got up to the Ulster final. Um, they've worked tremendously hard all year to get here. Um, I think they're, you know, they're one of only five teams in the history of the club to ever get as far as the Ulster minor final. Um, and you know, I certainly, while today didn't go as we would have hoped, uh, nothing but very proud of, of all of them. It was 
a, a difficult game because you were coming in underdogs and against a team that had a lot of experience from last year's Ulster campaign. Yeah, yeah. Listen, the, the, the truth of the matter is four masters were robbed in the final here last year with a sucker punch and last minute goal. Uh, they had a lot of experience from that, but also this year, you know, we watched a good bit of tape of them. Uh, they completely dismantled Castle Blaney in the semi final by 28 points. So, uh, you know, we, we were minded, mindful of that, I suppose. Uh, and I think defensively, uh, we were delighted with the way the lads played. You know, we can, we've conceded 110 here today, probably in around what we were hoping for. Uh, just unfortunately, I think just going forward, we probably just didn't get 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 you know the joy we were hoping for, and and that's a lot of that is down to, in fairness, a very strong four masters defence as well. Yeah, they've done a really good job. Key players, obviously, for you in the championship have been Ben Tully and 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 Mini Joshua Shehu. So they've done a good job on the two boys, and and that really nullified a good bit of what you would have liked to produce in the attack. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're captain at, uh, at six, Mark and Mini, but they also kind of they, 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 they doubled up on him as well, so it was difficult for him. I thought he still tried hard, I thought Ben tried hard, but the truth of the matter is, you know, inside during in, in the Cavan Championships and even in the earlier games, we've got we've got big performances out of like a Finn Crow and Jacob and boys like this. Um, and ultimately, you know, two two lads can't win your game, you need other boys chipping in, but but the boy they certainly did they did well, I suppose, on Ben and 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 many. But you know, some of their key players, uh, if you had seen them in the previous rounds, you, we really wrapped them up very well. So you know, that's what you kind of expect in a final. Uh, you know, you, ex- you expect that the, uh, the better players are going to be targeted. But um, but 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 I guess still very proud of of the two lads. It was a difficult experience I suppose for some of the young lads coming in the four masters were quite defensive did you expect 13 players behind the ball as often as they did uh, yeah to be honest to be honest the kind of they played Maher Felt in the first round and they played like that uh, they played like that against Maher Felt their Donegal team um, yeah. I think I think oh, it, it, it won't surprise anyone uh, but they're very athletic uh, and and there's a good reason why they play like that you know if you can break as quickly as as four masters and other Donegal teams break you know it, it's understandable why they set up that way we knew they were going to be hard to break down um, and the truth of the matter is I thought going forward you know we kept patience which we were trying to do we tried to keep wit to our attacks and we probably did that fairly well but we struggled to get in behind them and bring sort of depth to a lot of our attacks and that's probably that's probably what cost in the end. Was nerves a factor do you think looking knowing your players performance level? Ah yeah, yeah like I, I think it's obviously a big occasion up here and um, you know that's a hard question to answer but but I would say some of the boys were probably a bit nervous I'm sure some of the four masters were lads were, were nervous as well. But overall, you know We'll just look at the year. I think the year is, you know, we've we've got through the Cavan Championship very well. I thought we performed well in, in all our matches there, and we've performed very well up here uh, today. You know, we've we've run a very good team to three points. We're disappointed with that. The lads are gutted. They're in the dressing room there. They don't feel like they've performed to the best of their ability. And um, you know, it's a learning. It's a journey. Um, and we're lucky that it's moving under 18s next year. It's a, it's a carrot for them to get back and improve. There's lots of other clubs in, in Cavan will be making sure that we don't see Belfast next year. So that's that's the first job. But if the lads keep improving the way they're improving, uh, uh, they'll be a force to be reckoned with next year for any team. Brady's Arva Limited, main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles, have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service 
and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. I suppose from, from Calvin Gale's point of view, as you said earlier on, they weren't looking at St. Paul's tournament to start this competition. They were looking at winning the, the, the club minor championship in Calvin. So that extra development of what well, we're touching on three months now, really, that's going to stand to these guys. That that that's going to make a big difference, and I think it's um it's it's something that that maybe if if a club with it with with a history like Calvin Gales needed something, this was what they needed. They needed a big injection of of really enthusiastic players, and even speaking to one or two of the players after the game, um, you know, they were they were really gutted and, you know, even speaking about getting back on the horse and getting ready for next year and that sort of mentality. So it'll, it'll sharpen the focus, I think, of these games, minor players, which can only improve the standard in Cavan because I'm pretty sure Mullahorn have been talking about um, getting getting things ready for next year at minor level and, and, and Kings Court the same and a few other clubs along with them. So um, I think next year's minor championship could be could be one to watch. Yeah, no, it, it definitely will. Yeah, absolutely. And whoever wins it, you you hope now would, would go on then and do well again in Ulster because um, if cabin teams can keep taking scalps in Ulster, then it can only be a good thing. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, we'll move on. Um, just before Christmas, our ladies football correspondent uh, Aideen Kyle caught up with the Cavan ladies football manager Mickey O'Rourke. Delighted to be joined by the new Cavan ladies manager, uh, Mickey O'Rourke. Um, Mickey, congratulations, first of all, on your new appointment. Uh, you're a few months now into your new tenure as um, Cavan ladies manager. How has it been going? Yeah, it's good. Um, we started there at the beginning of November and what we did was we opened it up to trials for um, for, lady, for all the girls around the county. We invited girls from the panel previously and we invited new girls in kind of opened it up with a view to kind of, I suppose, monitoring success we've had at underage level and schools level. There was a view that there was a lot of talent coming up um, and the reason it was opened up was just to give that kind of talent an opportunity to maybe mix with the, the present day talent and just to see where we could take it from there. So we ran three trials. Um, all in all, I think we, we viewed about 70, 75 girls and we cut that down to a panel that we're kind of running with now at the moment. Uh, a lot of new girls in. Uh, we have probably from last year's panel, we've probably only retained you know, around seven or eight girls. But um, a lot of new girls, very enthusiastic. And at the minute, we're working very, very hard. So hopefully that's continue. Yeah, great. Um, look, I suppose, take us back to the start. Why <clears throat> why did you put your yourself forward to be the next manager of Calvin Ladies? Um, it was something that we, we had looked at the unit that was there, myself and Paul Cattle in particular, Jerry Charters is in with us as well, but myself and Paul Cattle had looked at it previously as well, and we had worked together in different senior men's clubs, but I'm heavily involved with, I suppose, the ladies' side of Kilgarry underage and that, and my family structure myself, I have two girls where, where every match is going around, and you're kind of looking at it there and you're seeing you're seeing improvement as the years go along within Gaelic football and you're seeing with ladies football and you're seeing the standard coming up um, all the time. So it's always improving. It was it was something that I, I had kind of looked at and I thought that with, with the way I kind of train and everything and the way girls kind of pay attention, maybe more so at times than fellas, it was something that, that I felt that 
you could you could work maybe better with at the time. There was plenty of opportunities to go different ways, but it was something that we we had an interest in. And plus the fact we're all we're all from Cavan as well, so we're invested in the future, um, especially in the ladies, what with girls ourselves and everything like that. So yeah, we might as well have a go instead of maybe criticizing at times other people are talking about or thinking you could do it better so what better way to find out than to put your name out there and see if you can actually do it yeah absolutely and, and i suppose you, you mentioned there you've paul cattle jerry charters um you've you've a wealth of experience between your your backroom team um can you give us a rundown on, on who else you have i suppose you have a few in strength and conditioning and yeah, areas like well, i don't know martin tackney from Ballet yeah yeah, obviously you have Paul and like I would have grown up playing football with Paul. Paul, you managed Crush a lot to a senior championship. I think um, Jerry Charter CV will probably speak for itself um, in relation to club football within Cavan, in relation to county football within Cavan. So his knowledge is massive. Martin Tackney is, he's come in as a, kind of at the athletic side of it. He's qualifications in athletics. Now Martin would have managed um, Ballyhay's intermediate team this year. They had great success as well. Jeremiah Lochnan has come in as a strength and conditioning coach. Jeremiah is employed with the Defence Forces and his full-time occupation is a PT within the Defence Forces. So his, his qualification is to the highest level in that area. Corey Smith has joined us from Drumgoon. He's our uh, goalkeeper coach. Corey's very, very enthusiastic. Um, he seems to be bringing an awful lot to us and we're putting, putting a big emphasis on. So we've 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 looked to kind of spread spread the load around, which is something that's probably kind of new to myself from being in club management and maybe walking in there and you're doing kind of everything yourself with maybe the help of one or two. So it's kind of a learning curve for ourselves that we, we kind of once you know where your place is, once you know what your role is, and it's just it's it's as much a learning curve for ourselves. But a wealth of experience, especially in relation to ladies' football there. Possibly the, the least experience in that area is probably myself, but I built my I built around him. I think Corey is with Monaghan ladies last year as well, mm. so I built massive experience around myself in relation to ladies football as well. So I'm there as well as I'm going on. Yeah, absolutely. I suppose it's so important to have a big backroom team, as you said. And um, there, he also mentioned that you've only probably retained seven or eight of last year's panel. So obviously, a yeah. number of experience, senior experienced players have. Um, not made themselves available probably as of yet mm. or maybe the door might be open but how has that impacted your preparations or for you coming in as manager um, what, with who you got yeah well I suppose you, you you kind of came in because you opened it up to trials anyway you were always going to dilute that panel that was there last year you were, you were anticipating and bringing in a lot of youth and, and the idea at the time was maybe to mix them with that experience um, now we still have some very experienced girls in there like um, Shannon Cormac, we have Sarah, we have likes of Ali Cahill in there as well. That's just to name a few. And they've, they've been very good and they're, they're kind of pushing on these girls as well. So um, it, it has kind of given us a clean slate as such. I suppose um, that we have to uh, kind of go back to the drawing board a little bit um, and just kind of stuff with that. So it, it's it's not something I suppose that we anticipated happening to, to the extreme that it happened, but it is is something that we have a panel in there now at the minute, just over the 30 mark, and they're working extremely hard. Uh, I know that my background, my history has been in club football, but I don't think I've ever worked with a group that have actually worked as hard at the moment this time of the year. I'm kind of hoping that that goes together. It'll probably take a bit of time to bed in. A lot of these girls will be getting to know each other. They're 
coming mm. from areas in Cav and probably some playing junior, intermediate and senior football and they might have crossed each other's path as much over the years. But we're starting to bond nicely. And we're, we're enjoying seeing what, what's happening before us at the moment. So hopefully we can build on that, take that forward again. Absolutely. And I suppose the, the aim is four weeks' time. It's it's not a whole pile of time the National League kicks <clears> off. It's an early start to the National League um, this year. It starts, in, as I said, four weeks and you have Tipperary at home. Yeah, um, I think with the draw in itself, we were probably, I think we ended up getting five home games and two away games. So that probably kind of eased the pressure a little bit on ourselves. Uh, we were in the middle of kind of getting a few challenge matches together, kind of having a look at where we are. Uh, we, the thing with our panel at the minute is we have an awful amount of girls on, on a par with each other. So there's, there's, uh, you, you have your standout, maybe five, six, seven, but the rest of them are kind of very much on a par with them. So it's going to take a while for us to maybe get a view of, of what our best team is um, and even in the positions that we have there. So look, we're hoping by the time the league comes, we possibly have three, four um, challenge matches under our under our belt and you should have a good idea of your ability and what kind of structure you'd like to play. Obviously, you have a, an idea of what you want to play, but then you have to assess what's a, what, what's available to you and can we operate that kind of system or do we, do we work into different systems? So we kind of play what we deem to be the best. But um, we're looking forward, yeah, definitely looking forward. Yeah, and it's a it's a hugely competitive division too um, this year. And um, I suppose, disappointingly, they didn't put the semi-finals um, back into the National League. So it's it's top two into a final. But I said, I suppose you're starting against Tip and there's a, a right few Ulster teams in that. It's going to be a really, really competitive um, league campaign for yourselves this year. Yeah, I think uh, when you're looking at it in years gone by, you, you would have perceived that Cavan were a kind of on a, on a, the upper level of that division too with the quality that you had and everything um, the quality we have is still going to be very high so it'll, it'll be very interesting for us to see how we stack up against the likes of your your Tipperaries and that that are kind of seasoned and you're probably looking at Tipperaries being one of the stronger teams in that division so it'll be a big eye opener to us in relation to, to kind of where we are and how we proceed to go from that from that um, from that game on um, we will be going into that game with the, with the intentions of, of winning that's Winning's a habit, so mm. it's something that we were looking for. We're not just kind of using the league. We're not going to make any excuses. Around we're not using the league just to see where we are. We're going to be giving it a good goal. Hopefully, just get over the line and see them anyway and see see where it takes us. Yeah, hundred percent. And I suppose looking back last year, disappointingly, having more relegated to the intermediate championship. But you know. The success at the underage in the last few years, winning Ulster titles and that, it will give huge confidence for yourself. And I suppose a lot of them young girls from our county minors and county under 16s are starting to to make the jump up. Have you seen them girls, you know, putting their name forward now? Yeah, well, what we found out is, well, look, with your like so your senior the age dynamic is, I suppose, something that I have to get used to in relation to sort of on, on the male side of it as well. You know, with a younger, probably younger group, um, we have. Couple of girls in there at the minute. Sinead Livingston's in there, and um, Kiva Halpin's in there at the moment. So they're girls that we'll be looking to develop on. But when you're looking, we were in at the county final there. Teams Ballyhays, Conifane, and Calvin Gales, and Lorgan, and the amount of talent just between them four teams was was phenomenal. And then the age category often we're talking about girls from 14, 15, 16. So you do anticipate that over the next two to three years that there will be a massive uptake in um, quality coming through. 
the likes of, I think, Cavocation School is doing well. Obviously, Loretto are just excelling at every level inside. I think the one and all strong 16 weekend as well. And their seniors as well are going very well. So, what our plan would be, hopefully, at the end of the year or whatever, however we get on, that we would probably try and integrate another 14 or 15 of them into a panel and kind of keep going that way. So, it's, 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 there's good times ahead, I think, at Cavan. There's a massive pool in the next four or five years of extreme quality coming up. And I think it's being noted on a, on a national level as well, the quality that we have coming through. So kind of our job too is to kind of get the thing rolling, maybe start integrating and bringing them, them kind of here in as well. So hopefully we can, we can do it anyway. Yeah, 100%. As you said there, you know, the success at under, underage, it's, it's about bringing that up to the next level, Jerry Charters is, of course, the uh, minor county manager, and, and having him as part of your your senior management team is, um, is that a, a good way, in your opinion, to get the link between the minors and the seniors going within Cavan? Yeah, I think yeah, it is. It def- definitely is. Yeah, like you will have. You probably are not saying that you wouldn't. You would, obviously you had an interest in it anyway as a senior manager. You'd be going look at the fact that I suppose you're working so closely with likes of Jerry anyway to probably just give you that extra. Little bit of reason, I suppose, to, to give maybe give a dig out if he ever needs it, or definitely to be going to attend them, them kind of games more more frequently because that connection is there. We would be hoping that during the year our plan would be maybe to take one or two of them girls and bring them to like league matches as part of them um, um, with water kind of along the line and everything, just to integrate them into that system so that when they make that step up next year, maybe it's not as daunting or as challenging as quite possibly can be for someone that young to come in so sporadically over the year we're just kind of hoping to bring one or two of them in kind of just introduce them to the systems to the panel and, and then when they're ready to make that jump in it might just make it that little bit easier for them as well so it's kind of just about trying to include everyone as much as we can possibly yeah 100% and I suppose what is your your ambitions for for the next year ahead or the, the next number of years ahead for Cavan ladies you would know the, the reality of the thing is, like you're looking at it and you're thinking, like you're hoping that we're all we're all from Cavan, we're all invested here. So longevity for ourselves would be would be a goal to stay there as long as we can. Um, you would realistically, as management unit, have to be really considering winning the intermediate championship within the next two to three years. I think if if you go by the three year stage and you haven't won that intermediate championship, then you would have to really question question ourselves more so than anything else because the talent is, is coming there. So within look, within our two, three years, we are hoping that we're, we're definitely competing very much so for that intermediate and your goal will be at some stage to have us back in at senior and competing at, at a strong level at senior. But um, yeah, you're not you're not looking to just compete, you're looking to uh, to achieve something in the next in the next year, two, three. But you're hoping that by the time Say twelve months, eighteen months comes that, that you're, you're very, very solid. You really know where you are in relation to your panel. You really know what you are in relation to maybe extend the panel and kind of things like that. But uh, look at you, you're looking for success within, within the two or three years. And success will be maybe Ulster Tyson's are definitely competing very well for Northern Ireland, if not if not winning one. So that's the goal anyway. Yeah, hundred percent. And I suppose the the festive period is is coming now. Is is there an off season or is it full steam ahead to the uh, really um, it's kind of just no mad off season as such, but um, we're training again tomorrow night with a game arranged for Saturday. Then 
will have that week there where they'll, they have their own schedule to do without having to travel to Brett from Power or anything like that. So um, they will have that week. We have we also have another game coming up just before the end of the year. So um, big weekend this weekend. We've, as I said, train of Friday night game Saturday and then there'll be a bit of downtime for, them for about a week or so, a week to six days. And they'll have their, their programs to do there and um, we get back at it as soon as we get back. I suppose around the 29th, you're, you're kind of full steam ahead. Then after that, coming into the league, you can start on the 21st. I think it is. So it's only that's it. Maybe three weeks away. Mm, yeah. So I suppose for your yourself, you're you're excited for the, the few months and weeks ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Um, yeah. It's something. It's look. It's something that's, that what I'm finding. There's a lot of structure in, in relation to. Kind of your fixtures when you're playing, where you're playing, everything more so than I suppose when you're with clubs and you're, you're dealing with leagues and there's games on this weekend, maybe there's not games on that weekend. Um, so it, it seems to be it's very structured, which is something that I'm kind of getting my head around at the minute. Yeah. So you have definite points where you you, you kind of you're you're aiming to a certain point of the year, and then once you get there, then you, your next kind of schedule fits in. So it's. I'm enjoying the structure of it. I'm enjoying knowing where to start and knowing where to definitely finish it well. So, yeah, it's something that probably took a little bit to get used to, but um, kind of give a definite pass to get to, to each schedule. And so, yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's definitely it's better, than, better than club land, anyway, better structured. Yeah, and I suppose uh, finally, I suppose for yourself as a new man involved in Cabin Ladies, you'd be hoping to get the support of the county behind you as you embark on, on your new challenge. Yeah, I think it's important. I think that um, we we can even get kind of more kids and everything into these kind of matches. I know there was a couple of events last year where there's a lot of kids attending these matches as well and built up a massive massive atmosphere. Um, There's huge goodwill around the county in relation to to the league, whether it's a kick-on from last year or what it is. But there's lots of people inquiring of me now in relation to how things are going. And these are football people that I would have known for years that never would have kind of quizzed the Calvin ladies scene or how's it going or anything like that. So you do find that every football conversation I'm having now is in relation to Calvin ladies, mm-hmm. whereas before maybe it was only a, a bit part of a conversation, but there's massive goodwill all around the country in relation to clubs, in relation to businesses and everything like that. So I think there is a big backing. So we're kind of hoping if we can start getting a few into, in, into the um, into the pitches for the games, as you, you know yourself from playing, like it's it's nice to play in front of a crowd of a couple of hundred or something like that, especially when you have family and kids, lots of kids to make a noise. And, and as I said, the girls too, several times, these kids around the county, they're eight, nine, ten, up to 15, 16, they think these girls are heroes. Mm. You know, like they're, they're the, in, in their eyes, they're, they're absolute gods. And I think that's it. Uh, I'd like to see the girls kind of just be able to see that present in the stand or on the sideline or something like that. That, that, that in itself is a big boost. So it just makes it makes it easier to show up every Saturday or every Sunday and on Tuesday night as well. You know that you're going to play on Sunday. It's going to be that big crowd. So that's the one thing I'd ask the people around the county. If if you can get in there, get in there, the quality of football is going to be good. You're going to be entertained. Um, I've gone to a lot of ladies' clubs games and county games as a, ma- a manager of men's teams and the quality is um, the quality is undoubtable at these matches and I think the more people that start attending them the more they will see that this is very very entertaining this, this is a very very high standard of football and I think the girls because of that just deserve everything support that they can get 
Yeah, a hundred percent. And look, thanks very much for your your time, Mickey. And um, as you said, the twenty fourth of January, that's that's the first day against Tipperary. So hopefully, a big yeah. crowd to get out to to cheer you on. And um, the best of luck to yourself and your team and preparations for that game. Thank you very much. Thanks very much to Mickey and to Aideen for that. Um, that's all we've time for, Paul. Um, we're getting ready for 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 Kingspan Breffney back in the in the the home of Cavan football. So ready for that game later on. Um, thanks to everybody for listening to the McAvoy Supervisor GEA podcast. Loads more content coming up over on our Patreon service. That's uh, diehard service. Patreon.com forward slash We Are Cavan. You can get post match reaction from the game tonight and our match day diary as well. Um, we'll also look back on um Cavan Horlers Day. Suffered an opening round defeat um, in the Connor McGurk, is it? Connor yeah, McGurk. it's the McGurk Cup, isn't it? The McGurk Cup um, against Fermanagh last night as well. And we'll be looking ahead to Arva in the All Ireland semi final this Saturday as well, all before the weekend. So plenty more to come on We Are Cavan. Paul, Happy New Year to you and thanks a million for your time. Thanks, Demo. Happy New Year, folks. Yes, it was great. Yes, it was great. Yes, it was great stuff. And Larry has put it over the it was hard, fast football after that. You're in Carvinaise, yeah! Was there a feeling that that might have been a chance for Cavan to get come back into the big time? And then the cave, and it's over the lap, and Cavan are not buried yet. Cavan doing all they could to hold their lead. To Derek McDonald, what a goal! Oh, yes! And over the bar, Vincent Cahill. What a day he is having. Oh, this is brilliant by Cavan. Dandy-legged farmers walking the roads near Virginia. Hurrah, yeah, hurrah, yeah. <laughs>